You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Cripple Content Creations and Podcast Jukebox present Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability, sexuality, and everything in between. This is a show that started out only talking about sex and disability. It was a podcast that was dedicated to exploring the ins and outs of sex and disability because we don't talk about that hardly at all. But as the show has grown, I realized that Disability After Dark could shine a light on so many other things about disability we don't talk about, and that was really exciting. So, now, this show is a show that will shine a light on the experience of disability, whether we're talking about sexuality, accessibility, or anything and everything in between. Come shine a bright light on all things disability with me, your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners, Andrew here. I want to tell you all about a really awesome deal that I got from my friends and new sponsors, Adam and Eve, the number one adult toy superstore. They reached out to me and they said, Andrew, we love Disability After Dark. We love your show. We love what you're doing. And we were wondering if you wanted to run some ads for us. And I was like, fuck yes, I do. But what are my awesome listeners going to get if I run ads for you? What are they going to get out of this? And they came back with a really fantastic deal that I want to share with you right now. I hope you're getting comfy, cozy, and crippled because this deal is pretty great. If you go to AdamEve.com, you can pick out almost any item in the store, almost any one item in the store, for 50% off. That means you can get one dildo, one lube, and one thing of lingerie, if you want, for 50% off. And then, once you get that one item for half price, they throw in even more free stuff. Let me tell you all about it. Okay, so you got your one item at half price in your bag and you're ready to go, but guess what? This offer also includes 10 free items on top of that that other item. So you get one free item for penis havers, one free item for vulva havers, one free item for couples, and then you also get six free movies from the AdamEve.com website. You can get your favorite porn or an educational film. I love free movies. They're so awesome. This is such a great deal. And then, on top of that, you also get free shipping. What could be better? This is such a great offer. So, to redeem this great offer, what you're going to do is you're going to go to AdamEve.com. 
you're going to go to checkout and you're going to type in DarkPod. That's D-A-R-K-P-O-D at checkout. And you're going to get one item, almost anything in the store, at 50% off. And then you're going to get those 10 free gifts, absolutely free, as part of your offer. This is such a great deal. And this is just for you, Disability After Dark listeners. And I hope you run over to AdamEve.com and take advantage of it right now. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability, sexuality, and everything in between. I'm, of course, your disabled Dick Smith, your deliciously disabled one, your bu- bu- bu, I am your disabled dandy Andrew Gerza and I'm of course your disability awareness consultant Andrew Gerza and um, get comfy cozy and crippled and let's get started I also hope that you enjoy that part of my brand with this whole show and this whole intro part is me being extra awkward trying to figure out things to say during the intro, that's why I'm like, Ew, I don't know who I am, I don't know what I do, because like, it's always tough to do that, so yeah, that's part of the brand, and I'm also recording today on different software than I usually record on, I just updated my Mac software, so this is all new software for me to play with, and it's kind of annoying, because it's sort of only half working, and sort of only giving me half of what I want, and that's making it really not fun for me to record right now, because I don't know what it's getting and what it's not getting, um... I just had to redo this intro like three times, so I'm a little bit annoyed with my audio stuff. So bear with me today, friends, but um, let's get the show started. First things first, I want to give a giant shout out to some of the people or one of the people who has supported the Patreon this month. That's the place where you get the show one day early and you can support this show and keep a bright light shining on things like disability, sexuality, and everything in between. And one of the people that did that this month that I want to give a shout-out to is Catherine Harlow, who pledged $1 a month to keep this show going, and she went over to Patreon.com and put her pledge in. Catherine Harlow, I just want to say you are not low in my heart. I never said the puns would be good. You're not low in my heart for pledging $1 a month. Thank you so much, Catherine. It means the world. If you're listening and you are able to pledge and want to pledge to this program, you can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark. And if you pledge $1 a month, that means you get the show one day early on Wednesdays. And if you pledge $1 a month, you also get an awkward shout-out. And then if you pledge $5 a month, you get all that stuff, plus the ability to create a show with me around, around a topic of your choice. So you get to be like a fan picker and pick a topic that means a lot to you with regards to disability. And I will do the research or we can do the research together and find the elements of the topic you want to talk about. And we'll do that together. So if you want to pledge $5 a month or $1 a month or whatever you can, really, I appreciate whatever you can. You can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark. And if you can't pledge, that's okay, too. If you can just listen and support the show, that means the world, too. I love getting the messages from people saying the podcast is important to them, or the reviews on iTunes saying the show means something to them. All that stuff's great. So however you can support the show, it means a lot. 
Next thing I want to do is give you a brief reminder that if you want to submit a Minnesota for Minnesota 28, like a Minnesota story for Minnesota 28, you can tell me your experiences of being a disabled or chronically ill person and your experiences with the medical care system. So tell me what it was like being disabled in the hospital. Tell me a story about a doctor that really helped you out or a doctor that also was a dickhead because we know they can, doctors can be dickheads. Or if you're a disabled doctor and you have stories about working with other disabled patients or disclosing your disability in the hospital setting, I want to hear all those stories. Um, all of them are important and I don't think we do enough of that. I also want to create some minisodes around disability and shame and those things. So just the basic feeling of shame and disability and how disability interplays with that. I want to do that. So if you want to submit to a minisode for a minisode, you can to a minisode or for a minisode, you can do that by going to by emailing me. I'm all flustered today because I'm looking at a different interface for the thing. I'm all flustered, so sorry, let me try again. You can send your Minnesota letters about being uh, being in a hospital as a disabled person or being or working with a medical professional or about shame or whatever you want really. Any story about disability you want, I want to use it for Minnesota. You can send it in to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. But now, let's get on with the episode today, which I am so excited for you to hear. On today's episode, I get to sit down with my good friend, The Lady Pim, a pro-dom out of Toronto, who I just wanted to sit and chat with about stuff. But not only did I want to talk with her about stuff and her experiences working with some disabled clients as a pro-dom, I also wanted to do something really cool, and I asked her to come over to my studio and by studio, I mean basically my bedroom, and sit with me and bring some pro-dom <laughs> kink things and like kink implements, and we could look at the the accessibility of using kink equipment if you're disabled. And so we did that in this episode. It was really fun. We did things with paddles, things with gloves, things with masks, things with a choker, we, there were a whole bunch of things she brought. We br- she brought over a flogger and we looked at that just to see if you were disabled, how would these things work for you or not work for you and how could they be adapted if so. And we, it was really fun to do it in the studio with her because I got to try the things and I got to be the disabled client for the, that hour that we worked together. It was just so fun to work with her and we had so many laughs. Um, and I just really thought it was important to talk about how whether or not kink implements and kink tools, I guess you could say, I don't know what the proper word is, kink things were accessible, and that's literally what the episode is. I spent most of the episode watching her pull things out of her bag and talking about how kink things are accessible or not accessible. It was so fun, and I wanted to share it with you. And so, without further ado, here's my episode, which I, I think I'm titling Kinky Physio with Lady Pim right here on Disability After Dark. Lady Pam, hello. Welcome to Disability After Dark. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thanks so much for having me, Andrew. I am so excited to have you on because you and I have been friends Uh for like, God, I want to say like three, four years now. Yeah. yeah. And like, (laughs) you've just done such cool things. Well, first of all, I know all the cool things you've done, but introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, of course. Um, 
My pro-dom name is Lady Pym, but you may also know me as Erin from the Bedpost podcast and the Bedpost stage show and all that wonderful Bedpost goodness. Uh, basically, I, my podcast is about uh, sex and sexuality. I have a lot of fun, sexy guests on the pod, like yourself. Yes, you have. Several times I've had you on. And um, yes, uh, just recently, kind of at the end of last year, I started a pro doming so now i am an official professional dominatrix that's really cool um and i remember when you made that shift i was like oh this is a new side of aaron that i did not know was in there so like i remember seeing on your social media being like whoa this is new but that's the way you how much you build that in the last few months to see it grow so quickly is like that's really cool thank you it's very encouraging for me as well Everybody just seems to be uh, uh, very accepting of me into the professional community, which is lovely because, uh, you know, there there's a thing known as imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. Living it right now, right at this very moment, as I record this show, I'm like, is, is it good? Will people like it? Am I, am I a fraud? What the hell? Oh, goodness. Yes, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but I realized, you know, I've been like a lifestyle switch for ever really and i do have tons and tons of experience and um just because i only recently started doing it professionally doesn't mean that i don't know what i'm doing and that i'm not you know a real kinkster i'm not a real dom um i've been practicing kink in my life for forever like as far back as i can remember really and so what does kink mean for you like what like that's a loaded question but like what is it like People say kink all the time, and it, people, we assume it's such a different thing than what it actually is. So for you, what does it mean? For me, um, kink is a very broad term. Like, there are thousands upon thousands of kinks. Yeah. And to me, I feel like everybody is at least a little kinky. Um, and in that, I mean, kink is just like an alternative way of looking at sex. Like sex that isn't um, penis centric, for example. Yeah. Uh, sex that isn't uh, dependent, you know, on the male orgasm, for example. Uh, a sex that includes um, stimulating other type, other parts of our body and other parts of our minds. Like just sexuality that goes just like a little bit deeper than this kind of heteronormative script we've been told what sex is. For me, kink is like everything else. See, that's awesome. Because that means for so many disabled people, like that, you basically have opened up them to kink in, in that description. So that's really great. Yes. Um, so some, some questions about disability for you. Do you identify as a person with a disability or chronic illness? I do not, no. Okay. I'm an able-bodied person. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, in your non-DOM or non-dom life I like that non-dom life non-dom. in your non-dom life uh, do you uh, do you have any experience with disabled people in like your personal life or your um yeah I surely do I've got a few disabled folks in my family and um my husband as well uh had a disabled brother and he's passed away at this point but um yeah lots of lots of personal experience uh chilling with disabled folks We're kind of the best. Yeah, you are kind of the best. Just in case you didn't know. Um, (laughs) And so in your your Tom life, have you you any experience with disabled 
I certainly right. do as well. Yeah, I do. Um, not like tons and tons of disabled clients, but um, yeah, I've dealt with folks uh, that have CP, uh, folks that uh, Parkinson's uh, comes up fairly often because I tend to have a lot of like elderly clients as well. Um, mobility issues, just general mobility issues as well. Um, folks that have are hearing impaired folks that have um like social disabilities like autism yeah. um so yeah a pretty broad range i feel like i've i've domed a lot of disabled folks amazing wow. amazing <laughs> and so how does that like i'm curious how does that how do all those levels of disability because they can be different for every person how does that change how you dom because forgive my like really ignorant and narrow view of what doming is in my head i'm picturing and I've seen some of the pictures of you doming, uh-huh. and you and I have like played out scenes where we've taken photos for that. So I'm picturing like you in, in leathers being rather dominant to a person. So if you have certain level of disability, like that changes how you would have to interact with them. How so? Like, can you walk us through? Let's say somebody had CP and social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So let's pretend it was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how would that change your doming style then? How would you have to adapt that to meet their needs? Uh, well, there is a um, pretty in-depth negotiation conversation that happens before any scene. So, just as you mentioned, you know, every disability is different. Every person is different. Anybody, yeah. has, Everybody has different kinks, different fantasies, different everything. So, it's imperative you have a full out fleshed out talk about okay what you know what can your body do what can't your body do what positions are difficult for you or or um that you're just not able to do at all um what are your favorite positions you know like so you for every person just that i even domino my personal life but especially like for pro work there's like a really huge conversation that happens beforehand just so that I um, know exactly what you know realm we're playing within. Like that's that's a number one topic. Is like okay, do you have any physical physical things that I need to be aware of? Uh, like for a lot of subs, they can't be on their knees, and I think people mention that a lot to me is because that's a very common posture for a sub to be on the floor on their knees. So. Almost every time when I ask, is there anything physically uh, that I should be aware of? They're like, I can't be on my knees for very long. And you're like, okay, great. No problem. Like, and so, so I'm just listening to you nodding my head being like, wow, it's such a, it show, just shows how the, the dom-sub dynamic is really actually really well suited for the disabled community because those conversations should be happening anyway. Yeah, for me, like, the way you negotiate kink sex, that should be happening before any sex with anybody. Yeah. Like, in professional, in your personal life. You should always be having these conversations. Like, what are the things you do want to do? What are the things you don't want to do? What are the things you actually can't do at all? Like, you should, that should be for sure a conversation everybody's having. Yeah, these are conversations that should be happening and they shouldn't be done in, like, with the subtlety of an eye gaze and you'd be like I, I totally understand what you want no it should be like that's why I love working with sex workers because yeah. they'll ask you directly when you hire them what okay what are we doing what's the scene what do you want how do I how can I like and at first you're like oh it's only transactional yeah it is but at the same time they just want to know what you 
want. Yeah, and we want to be like we're providing a service, so we want to make sure you have a great time. So like we're invested in your pleasure or pain or whatever. You know, we're we're here to serve you. I know like I'm in the dom quote unquote role, but really I'm in service to you. You're my client, you're hiring me. So I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure you have a fantastic time. Amazing. Yeah. I I'm curious, you said you had some some clients with hearing who are Deaf or hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, how, like, again, ignorant question because I have hearing privilege. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, like, how, what are, the, what is, how, how do you navigate the dynamic with them? Um, that one actually opened it up a lot of interesting possibilities because he was interested in sensory deprivation. So I'm like, oh wow, we can do this so easily with you. Yeah. Like, just put a blindfold on you, yeah. and you already can't really hear. So, so I'm, I'm essentially like putting you in a black box with just putting a little blindfold yeah. on you. And then I can do all kinds of terrible shit to you. And did it feel, did you feel like super ableist about that? Or you're like, no, this is what the client wants. Like, no, that's you- exactly what he requested. And I'm like, oh, for sure we can do that. And I'm like, oh, and that's cool that you can't hear very well because that makes my job so, so much easier. easier. Yeah. So like. The other thing was just like, um, he was like an okay lip reader. So just to make sure that I was always in his line of vision when I was, you know, speaking to him or like, or even just right in his face, like grab his collar and be like right in his face, talking to him about, especially when I needed uh, questions answered about, uh, you know, how are you doing in this position or like, yeah. And like, can you take a bit more from me or are you done? Should we, you know, would you like to try something else now? Like questions like that made sure I was like right in his face so he could read my lips. Awesome. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons that I asked you to come over in the studio today um, is because, and I had this idea a few months ago and I was like, I want to test out kink toys to see how accessible they are. And I have been so excited to do this episode with you because I did an episode where I, where I like talked about sex toys I've done a few where I've talked about sex toys, but but I did one last year where they were like I went online and I talked about them, and then I was looking at your profile one night and I was like, why don't I just email Aaron and be like, let's come over and like bring out some toys and let's talk about it. So that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna look at some toys that you brought and see what with with what level of accessibility they would work for. We're gonna use me as the baseline because I'm the disabled one in the room, but we we're also gonna look at them and see how somebody else with different disabilities or impairments or chronic illness could use them for both pleasure, how they might not work, how they might work different, better, differently. So I'm really excited about that. Me too. Can't wait. So show me the things. <laughs> show me the money. Okay. Just because it's sticking out of the bag. Amazing. <gasps> this first lovely paddle I have brought to you. I have so many feelings about that right it's now. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And also like, Part of my disability brain is like, oh, that could also be really problematic if you're disabled and can't run away. But also, like, it's really pretty. Um, this is a gorgeous paddle by Wheel and Breach. They're a Toronto. They're they're buddies of mine. They're a Toronto um, implement. I would company. never. I would never. Look, just looking at it, I would never be able to. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna see if I can hold. Moving the mic. Okay, so I'm holding it. No, it's actually. For my level of dexterity, like, you could, and this you would paddle someone on, obviously, their, their ass. It's fairly light, right? Yeah. It's easy to kind of... So you could, like, yeah. All, yeah. all you need is, like, a little bit of motion okay. there. So if you had... So you can't see, audience, but I'm holding this 
beautiful paddle. And I, oh, wait, I'm now paddling Aaron. Yeah, you could. So, yeah, it's, so it's totally, it's totally workable. Um, and for somebody with limited dexterity, it might take some time to get, like, if, if your partner wants you to, to hit them with some force, and if you have limited dexterity and limited fine motor skills, it might, you might have to try it out a couple of times. And, like, it isn't something you're going to get it right away, I think. It, but if you have fine motor skills, oh, yeah, you could totally use this. Yeah. It's not heavy. It's not, it's not like, hitting it against my own hand. Mm-hmm. It's not, with my level of dexterity, I could, yeah, I could, I could. You could wield one of those. Yeah, I could. I really could. And just like any implement, I mean, it takes practice to use it properly. Yeah. So I'm sure with practice, that would be something that you could uh, you could work on and be pretty good at wielding that power. <laughs> I mean, I think also just for like everyday physiotherapy stuff, this would be a great thing to have in the house. Like just no, like really to get your. I would love to see you just doing your physio, but with all kinky implements. I mean. <laughs> Which is kind of why I'm, this is exactly why I invited you over, to figure out which kinky implements I can ask the government to give me so that I can use every day. In the name of quote-unquote physio. Physio. Sexy physio. Kinky Sexy. physio hour. Oh my god, that's a YouTube channel right there. Kinky physio with Lady Pim and Andrew. Oh my god, oh my it god. needs to happen. Ah, oh, love it, love it. All right, this is something that's fairly simple. I don't know if these will actually fit you because they're my personal Amazing. gloves. So we're looking at a pair of black ladies' crop gloves? Leather gloves, yeah. And these, um, as you can see from the tag, I just got these at H&M. Amazing. And um, they're just like a really soft leather. And essentially, like, this is something that you can pick up anywhere it's yeah. a, a regular leather winter glove like i bought this in the winter at h&m and like feel how soft oh, this is it's so nice so if you if you are subbing for a dom and they have these on yeah. and you're disabled and you and also if you have sensory stuff and you're disabled and like touch is hard for you i think those would be beautiful i think putting them on for me we let's try and you'll see how there is this again any glove well, on. Try yeah, we'll one. try this hand. Right, this one is my claw hand, so it'll be even funnier if I was trying to get it on. Okay, um, we so we're trying to get the glove on right now. My hands are... It might just also be generally a little small for you. I, I have dainty ladies' hands. It's fine. But, yeah, we're having a bit of trouble. But that's good. I wanted a several to like show that like there was some... Yeah, so not the yeah, easiest so thing not, for you to get. So, yeah, the gloves, if you have spastic, like, hands that are a little bit fused differently mm-hmm. and your hands don't conform to what, quote-unquote, normal hands look like, yeah. they would be not so easy to put on, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. This is a great sens- sensory tool, just in general. Yeah, just, like, you just touched my arm there with them, and I was like, oh, that's, like, ooh, that's nice. So, like, yeah, I think they would be really really good for somebody who who maybe who had sensory trauma or who also for people who've been touched talking about gloves people who've been touched every day by attending care workers gloves mm. attending care gloves are are actually let's pause and I'll get you a pair of those gloves and we can ta- do the difference let's hold for a minute do 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 okay hang on 
Alright, so Lady Pim is back with one vinyl love from my attendant care room and one sexy leather glove from her personal collection that she uses to dump people with. And I want to just show the difference between a vinyl glove and the leather glove to show people because disabled people are you are disabled people are touched with gloves every day the vinyl, the vinyl gloves every day and it can really desensitize you from your body and make you feel like an object and not in a, not in a sexy way but way, no yeah. like a really kind of gross ableist I my only purpose is to be cleaned by this person kind of way and so I wanted to show how touch with a glove that you that isn't vinyl and another sensation could could like open up a whole sensory thing for you as a disabled person. So let's do that now. Okay, so, so vinyl glove. Vinyl glove. Mm, yeah, I'm so used to it. Like yeah, I, you hate it. I can tell your face is like. I can feel the like. I can feel the like the tendrils. It just feels so gross. Yeah, no. And then the and then the leather glove. See, the leather glove also smells leathery, and I have leather get, gives me a boner in ways that I can't explain. Um, so, and now, <laughs> oh, you're grabbing my bicep, and that feels kind of hot. And I'm definitely into dudes, but just for a minute, I was like, oh, such strength. Oh, yeah, and the smell of a leather glove. It's totally different. So if I'm like near your face yeah. and you smell that, yeah, versus like that. Oh no, which is the, the difference worst. is the difference is like totally. If you okay, so pro tip, pro crip sex tip. If pro you tip. pro yeah, pro crip sex tip. If you are wanting to get into like starting sub dom, but you don't have stuff, don't use your attendant gloves for that. Go and unless you're into a medical fetish, okay. that for sure is a thing. Yes. But I feel but like... I feel like disabled people maybe not so much into that, because... Because they actually deal with that on a regular yeah. basis. But <laughs> hey, if you're listening, and I'm going to get a ton of emails now, being like, actually, I really am into the... If you're a disabled person and you're into medical fetish stuff, and, and your disability helps you explore that, come on the show. I want to talk to you about it. Yeah, holler at Please. Andrew. Hol- holler the Andrew Gerza or at DisAfterDarkPod. Um, because a lot of people actually um, come to certain kinks through trauma. Yeah. Um, like, like quite frankly, at the Ritual Chamber, we have like a little fake doctor's office, and a lot of people that request that room or that type of role play, like a medical fetish role play yeah. with a doctor, where I'm a doctor and I'm doing an exam on them, um, that has come from a place of feeling scared in doctors' offices and kind of wanting to reclaim that and or have had some traumatic experiences medically and and you know what so many disabled people could relate to traumatic medical experiences so yeah i say again if you're into like medical kink stuff because of that and you want you feel safe to come chat with me or we could have lady pin back again so you could talk with both of us uh-huh. like let's do that we'll, we'll definitely do it yeah yeah and um Oh, I was just going to say about that. Uh, oh, yeah. And, like, why people kind of go to kink uh, about trauma sometimes uh, is because they can, they want to create a scenario where they can control the outcome and make the outcome positive just because they have negative associations with, say, a medical scenario. Yeah. So they kind of want to rewire their brains a bit and... Um, 
turn it into something a little positive or a little sexy or yeah. a little dirty or whatever. It takes the whole idea of like, there's a hashtag going around there from a friend of mine. Hospital glam was a, a hashtag that was going on around a while, for a while there. Uh-huh. So it takes the whole idea of like hospital kink maybe. Like kink, yeah. somebody should do that if it's not done already. Because personally, I love doing a medical role play. I love topping medical scenes. Like just doing a basic... Um, like kind of testing, like doing the physical, like just really basic stuff like that, where I'm like, hi, Mr. Gerza, like, you know, tell me what issue you're dealing with today. Okay, let's see if we can do something about that. Let's see if I can, you know, give you some tips to help you on your way. I'm giggling because my, all my issues would be like, so I have IBS. I have like super anxiety. No, like boys are weird. Help me figure that out. Thanks. So I'm like anxiety, eh? And I'm like, I, I have a way we can probably, you know, give you some tools that you could relieve you, some of your tension at home, you know? So let's work on this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let me get my, let me get my vinyl gloves right what now. What you can't see is Aaron's sex face right now. And it's, it's, you're giving me, you're giving me sex eyes so hard. So hard. And it's so, it's adorable because you're my friend and I know, it's adorable. I was not doing it intentionally either. I know, but it was because you were, well, because you were talking about a scene, so I think you just naturally switched. I, I dropped in. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. So, if you're this far into the podcast, I don't know what this episode is quite yet, but I love it. It's great. Whatever it is, we like Kink, it. sex, disability, I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah. Um... So another toy? Shall yes, I please. shall I delve into my bag? Delve into yeah. your sexy black bag of oh Okay, so here's something kind of fun. Oh, is it a is it a mask? Yes, it's a hood. Oh. And this one there are hoods made of all types of things. This is just a spandex hood, so this one just is very stretchy and goes right over your head. Okay. Um there are a lot of, you know, fancy leather hoods. Like at work we have all all fancy leather hoods, like a pup play hood, a sensory depth yeah. hood, like all kinds of different things. So essentially this is just for um, sensory deprivation. Um, and it can be used, you know, for objectification as well. Like it just makes somebody really focus on other senses, like touch, for example. You realize that as the host of this show, I have to, I have to put it on. <laughs> so let me just describe the, let me just describe it to... My lovely audience, it's a it's a completely sensory deprivation hood. It's there's like oh, there's no there's a there's a there's a zipper where the mouth is. There's holes for the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these can come off as well. So you could but. see if if the dom wanted you to. Yeah. Um, but wanted you to not I be feel hurt. Like part of me is the same person is like, oh, that's scary. But also because it's in a controlled environment, it's also kind of hot. So mm-hmm. so. I'm going to put it on. Let's do it. I'm going to put it on. Do you want to take out your earbud? Yeah. Okay, so I'm taking out the earbud. So. Okay. And I'm recording this whole experience for you right now. And I have no... Uh, let me get my phone ready. <laughs> the picture. It's coming. Oh, it's happening. It's so happening. I have worn a pup mask before. Perfect. Okay. But I have... Yeah. But I've never done like f- a full deprivation deprivation mask, so I'm both c- excited enough to like what is happening. <laughs> oh no! Okay, great. So here we are, Andrew. We're ready. Right. Doing ready? it. Okay. Yep. Sorry, I bumped the uh, mic a little bit. Oops. 
Whoa. Oh, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Let's get your nose back in there, though. So this one's not too bad because uh, there are some flaps where you can see. Oh, my God, Andrew. You're <laughs> it feels... It's actually kind of comfy. Yeah? It's like not a big, bad. It's like a big pillow. <laughs> it's like a big... I also feel oh like... Oh, my God. I also feel like I am going to murder somebody right now. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. <laughs> Your nose is falling out of the eye hole a little bit, but uh, I'm living for this right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it similar to what you remembered um, the pup hood being like? No, the, the pup hood is a lot more... The pup hood is a lot more <laughs> accessible, actually. Yeah. This one, I think... Like, if I was to put that on myself, it would take forever. Mm-hmm. I just, again, I don't have enough dexterity. To stretch the thing, stretch to put it, it over, over your head. head. Yeah. So, like, and once we look at all the toys, I want to look at them again and find ways and just talk with you about how do we make each toy you show me today, how, how could we design kink to be... Whoa. See, this head's a little convertible so that eye mask comes off. So you take off the... She, she just took off the eye mask and it looked like a sexy bra for a minute. I was like, what is that? It looked like a sexy lipo bra. So that's just the blind, just a basic blindfold, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. Same thing, sensory yeah, depri- yeah. deprivation, yeah. just so you can't see. That would actually be it. Let me just see if I can, like. So, you, yeah, that would be a lot easier than, I say, the that's full mask. Putting on a blindfold. Oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I snapped the elastic in my own eye. Oh, dear. Okay, okay, wait. Okay. Yeah, if I wanted to put it on myself... Yeah, you can manage. I could. Yeah. Without impaling myself with, with the... Yeah. So that's a little easier for you to do rather than the full... Nice. You, kn- you know I am. <laughs> Our friend Dick Wound from the Off the Cuffs podcast is going to lose his shit when he sees these photos. <laughs> Love this episode. He's going... This is... Again, this is a mishmash episode. I don't know what it is, but I love it so much already. I'm so here for it. <laughs> so if you have that on, the blindfold on, and yeah. then you're getting, then you're getting a bit of this. No, yeah. Big smile from you, you know. A bit of that I'm happening. And like that. <laughs> I love how when you do when you. Like when I'm talking to you as Aaron, your voice is high. The minute you, the minute you dom out, your voice is like, yeah. So everybody needs to become a friend, become friends with the with the dom because they're hilarious people. Aaron is proof of that. Um, so so far we've tried a paddle. We've tried the leather gloves. We've tried the. Sensory deprivation mask. Yep. What other joys did you bring for me? Oh. Oh! <laughs> so, is it a flogger? It's a flogger, um, but this one's a little special because it has a bit of a different handle okay. on it. So, I brought this specifically thinking this... I brought two floggers, actually, so I'll take them both out so okay. we can kind of compare, yeah. compare and contrast the two. So two floggers, they're both suede, I believe. Le- or no, one's leather and one's suede. 
But the handles are a little different. So yeah. that might you know. So just for those who are listening her like so one the one on the right is a handle that you would hold like how would I it's a boat it's a boat shaped handle, I think, I guess you would call it that, maybe? And the, then one is more like a dildo shape. Yep. Which actually for those of us with limited dexterity, the dildo shape is probably easier to hold because it's bigger and it has more surface area so you could just grab it as opposed to like trying to put your finger through the yeah with the one flogger you have just to describe to the audience it's it's really hard to you put your fingers through and then you have to hold it and if you have limited dexterity putting your finger through anything is like yeah right that's not happening Mm -hmm. so let me just try both and I'll just kind of talk you through what I mean Mm -hmm. so maybe although with my claw hand because my left hand doesn't really move a lot, so but so okay, I'm, I'm holding it. I can hold it, uh-huh. but the the idea with the floggers that I would now hit somebody with it, right? Or it's great for sensation play too. Okay. So if I like was in a chair beside you, and I would and just, you're just doing that over my leg, for example. Oh, so I could just like graze it across because yeah, I yeah, it's a great sensation play. So too I don't have to like whip you with it. No. Unless I wanted to. You can get a lot of unless you really want to. I <laughs> You can get, but you can get a lot of different sensations out of a flogger, yeah. Not just like what we're familiar with, yeah. just like the hardcore flogging. Yeah. It can be lovely just dragging it across the skin like that as well. I'm also looking at this flogger thinking, why don't occupational therapists and physiotherapists have this in their offices? Like, and maybe don't call it a flogger, obviously, if you're working with like the younger generation, mm-hmm. but have something similar so that like disabled people can learn about force and learn about. Like, sensation that is hitting, that isn't dangerous, it's not bad, mm-hmm. but that's like, oh, you, you're strong, you can use your hand to do this. Like, hey, physios, get some floggers and call them, Flaggers. like, let's call them something that isn't sexual and let's put them in this. Yeah. I think we should do that. Um, okay, so that's that one. And then here's the other one. And so I'm holding the one that, that looks like a really diamond-studded dildo. I kind of want to shove it in my ass and up my mouth right now. I'm not going to, but I want to. So holding this one as a disabled kingster is a lot easier because... You didn't have to put your fingers I through anything. I just grab it. It's just it's, it's like, a, it's like a big, hard... As far as swinging it around. Yes. Yeah. I think we need to look at the ways to make, mm, like, yeah, I could. You could do the sensation I, play yeah, thing. Sensation play, but if I'm if I'm a disabled person into a lot of force, mm-hmm. and I want to be the one, this delivering is yeah, hits. this is not me personally. But if I was somebody that wanted to be like delivering the hit, I don't know if I could with this with particular, yeah. Yeah. Fair. So. Do you want to try? I do. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe like an arm or something? So, which way am I hitting? Uh, hell, I'll give you my butt. So, am I like... Vi- <laughs> you can do... I mean, you can do from under like that, or you can do over like that. Okay. There might just not be enough room to... Okay, you can pick a little. I can, yeah. I can sort of like... Okay, you yeah. can flick it at me. So like... You can kind of be flicking Yeah. I'm very good at helping people flick their body parts. Um, 
So if anybody wants to come over to my place and flick with me sometime, <laughs> every pun intended, I'm here what for that. The crypt flick moment with Andrew. Yes. Yeah, you, but you can get a little like, so like a little yeah, flicking motion happening. That we need more toys that are that that allow for um, people with with gross motor skills to hold them. Because mm-hmm. two of the three that I've seen so far, mm-hmm. the paddle and the the paddle and the the flogger. Are really the best for me, would be the best for me. And probably the paddle more than the flockers. Yeah. yeah. But the flockers are, are pretty though. They are. Oh, it's pretty. And you get that extra element of being able to do the thing where you graze it across. Does it say, lady? Oh! <laughs> I secretly want you to make me one that says, like, I don't know, gimp or something. Oh my god. Okay, so my friend made me this flogger, and it's monogrammed, Lady Pim. <laughs> And my friend also made you something. Oh, yeah. Okay. First of all, forever ago, I think on, I think on your show, yeah, on your show, I don't know, we we were recording that part, but we had talked about, I was like, I want to call her, where do you, where, so I'm about to, are you going to call me right now? Because my heart just like exploded with joy. Because you had a, no, it was for the photo shoot, because you had a blue and black harness. chest harness. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a blue and black collar oh, that my friend wow. made for you. My goodness. Well, tell your friend that I love them to bits. Try it on? Yes. Right. Huh. Huh. My queer, crippled, kinky heart is it's like, just, so, just right now. so, and also because I have... A session with my favorite sex worker, like on Wednesday, and I might be like, yeah, I need to wear this while we have sex. Put this on me, Daddy. I also think collars, while you're putting this on me, in terms of disability stuff, for people with limited, like. Looks <gasps> great. For, for people with limited neck things, who. For people who have, who, like, they have no neck control on their neck flops. This might be something. Actually, adding support. Yeah, that you could use that would, because I'm wearing it right now, and it feels there's some pressure, but not a, not a scary amount of pressure, but a nice a nice supportive like yeah mm-hmm. yeah kind of like the Temple Grandin hug thing, mm-hmm. but for your neck. So maybe that's an idea. If you're somebody with limited neck control, tell me what a sexy collar work for you because I think it might. <laughs> And I cannot wait to see whatever picture we come out with this. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Moving on. The, I, I am so like, I don't want to move on. This is great. But yeah, we should move on. Yes, we should. <laughs> Looks very good on you. Looks very good on you. Okay, so here's something that, again, I have two different versions of it. Okay. I brought two different types of nibble clamps. I was just going to say, I was like, did you bring me a nibble clamp? I did. One I know is very finicky, and I can barely kind of manage it. However, when you don't, if you don't want to go finicky, just grab a clothespin, I mean, right? Tell me the truth. Do you secretly right now want to clamp my nipple? <laughs> I can clamp you anywhere, like to give you an idea, or you can clamp me anywhere. Let me let see. me try clamping you just to see how. Okay, so again, 
for somebody with limited dexterity, these two things look... The minute you pulled them out, I was like, okay, because they're tiny, and anything that's tiny means somebody with CP and limited fine, or, or limited fine motor skills can't do it. Uh, but let me try to clamp you. Like, see, even holding it, it's like, oh, I, get, I can, once I, okay. once you go through the spasm with me, it works. Go through the spasm with you. So, yeah. anywhere. I need yeah, some somewhere skin. with a little bit of skin. There you go. I mean, you could. I can clamp somebody mm -hmm. if they. <laughs> I can clamp somebody if they like hold it there. But also, it takes away from like the spontaneity of clamping. Is that a, is that a thing? Did Spont I just make it up? That's the, the, <laughs> the title of your own Yeah, spontaneity of clamping by Andrew Gerza and Lady Pim, forward by Tick Moon. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, These are fun though because this isn't just for a nipple. This is like for anywhere. So you can you can put this all over the foreskin of a penis. You can put it down the side of like your torso. Um, a lot of people are may or may not be familiar with a clothespin zipper. So it just means that you're stringing all these together with string, and then you can rip them all off like a domino. Your face right now. You can't see my face, but my face is like, why, 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 why did you do that? For fun. But, no, I think for, I think a disabled person could wear the clamp also because it might, I think it's a good disability tool because if someone's having, say, a chronic pain day or having pain related to their disability and they need to recenter themselves, clamping on their nipple for a minute will, 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 change the focus of their pain from my disability pain to, ow, you're clamping my nipple. And that's something a lot of people do as well, yeah. And even like with, um, again, this is not a blanket statement whatsoever, I'm like, see therapists, don't go see a dominatrix, but a lot of people for their mental health, like, uh, or see if both. they're, yeah, or both, yeah, in tandem, yeah, like, yeah. come at it from all angles, yeah. but some people, you know, if they're having a depressed day, like, spanking really helps, because it... Um, drops them into their body and yeah, gives them another thing to focus on, something that they find you know slightly pleasurable and what have you. Well, that's why when I'm having an IBS day, like I like to book a set not not that day, but like the, a day or so after, I'll book a session with a, a worker because it, it's something. Because God damn it, you earned it. Yeah, and it's something to take my mind off of like my body is only is attacking me. Yeah. I want to enjoy this moment with somebody, so I'm gonna hire some. I'm also wearing this this. Color right now and loving. Okay, I'm gonna put some pictures on the disability after dark like social media because, ha, huh, it's my favorite thing right now. Yeah, it's doing it for it's you. So good. It's got a big ass ring in the front, so is I feel like that's you're getting some, some sensation. Yeah, some like the the, right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has devolved into awesomeness. I don't know. May I clamp you somewhere yes, with the clothespin? Let's not do my nipple. Let's do. No, I want to do nipple. My nipples are here. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, what's that like? That's Andrew? not. It's not. And this is the first time in ever that I think I've been clothespin clamped. Clothespin clamped. Yeah, um, um, it's not painful, really. It's not, and I can see why. What if I do that? <laughs> that's not painful either. It's. Like, I know it's technically hurting me, but it's not hurting me. It's doable. Yeah, yeah, just like me. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I think 
that again, if you're disabled and someone did that to you, with consent and with like, in a in a dom situation, that would, because a lot of the times when I'm when I even when I'm enjoying the sex with somebody, my body's hurting, because my body's like, oh, that position feels really weird, and so maybe it would center like, just take the pain receptor somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Imagine you had a whole bunch of those somewhere on you. Shit. Could be interesting, right? I think we have a scene to explore later. <laughs> later. Um, yeah, but I think that for both of them, with limited dexterity, it would be hard. So I, I would love to kind of go through in a minute how to make, how to suggest to make these things a little bit more accessible. Great. Yeah. Because there are other types of um, nipple devices that aren't actually like clamps. There's like ones that employ suction and stuff like that. So yeah, suction might be good because it's bigger, rather bigger, which would mean that you would just Pretty much, yeah. 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 All right. Uh-huh. Moving on. This is such a fun game of like, what? This is great. What she got in that bag? bag. <laughs> okay, so next I'm going to bring this out. So she brought out a black and red ball gag. Uh-huh. You know what this one is. I knew what it was right away. Okay, so on first glance, anybody with like, with a really, because some people with CP have really intense, like, I have a really intense gag reflex because mm-hmm. when I was born, that reflex never went away mm-hmm. or never, like, softened like it does when you don't have brain damage. Mm-hmm. So I feel it's so pretty and I love it, but I also feel like yep. this is when you'd want to be, you'd want to be, like, super careful with mm-hmm. doing it because if somebody with CP has a really intense gag reflex, mm-hmm. someone's going to vom on someone. And it, look, if you're into vom, I'm good. Okay, yeah, good for you. But also, talk to your disabled partner before you do this. Definitely. Please. We'll talk to any partner before you do this, but especially if you have disabilities that make this difficult this toy difficult, have a discussion. Definitely. Don't just throw this in yeah. somebody's yeah. mouth <laughs> real fast. Yeah. Um, I want to. I also don't want to barf on you. No problem. So, would you want to put it on me? It's I brought specifically brought a Velcro one. Okay. So, um, okay. I would love it if you tried Let's to put it on me. That sound again. <laughs> no, right. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you are the dom, if you are a disabled dom, right? This is this is how this would work. Because I'm kind of new to this sub. Oh wow! I she would just, get down. She just knelt in front of me. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> oh no, what you didn't see was just, oh, just brilliant. I need to video this. Okay, wait, uh, you didn't see me trying to, trying to, oh no, me trying to, to do it and just, okay, okay. <laughs> Let me get in there. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way that I can tighter it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I'll help. Okay, so I can just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm officially giving up. I can't do it. But if you had limited, if you had more, if I had more like. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> This is okay. So, if you're listening, you're like, "What the hell is happening over there?" So, I just tried to put the ball gag in Aaron's mouth, 
and I got it in. But if you if if there are two disabled partners there doing it, it would be really hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I had to get down. Yeah, I you like had like, to get. She got into my like crotch of levels and was like alright we're doing this <laughs> which I'm more than comfortable with and I have no problem with and it was great and I loved every second of it but <laughs> but yeah I had to have the mobility to get yeah. down under you so yeah those. you'd have to have the mobility to totally do that and if you were if you had any kind of mobility issue not even just a wheelchair just any kind of mobility issue yeah. that would be really hard Despite, see, that's me not even knowing. That's me probably ha speaking with a lot of privilege. I was like, I'll bring a Velcro one. It, well, it wasn't a bad idea, though, because the Velcro part would work and did work until I was like, how do we keep it in her mouth? And how, well, yeah. Well, like trying to like, because again, then... all these toys, everything, everything you brought today mm -hmm. is great if you have full dexterity of your entire hand. The most disabled people don't have that. So this is a great because, I don't know if you've heard on the show, my sister and I are working on that first line of sex toys. Yes, yes. So, Patreon. if is we it? have it, it's uh, deliciouslydisabled.ca. Right. You can donate there. But if we ever get into kink toys, mm -hmm. this is something I really want to explore. How do we make each of these toys more accessible? Which we're gonna, we're gonna review them all in a minute mm -hmm. and talk about ways that each of them can become more accessible. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, I do have a few more. Let's do it. Okay, this is one I specifically brought for you. Um, this is a lovely uh, hand harness made by Unicorn Collaborators, who are also my buds, they're and they're in Toronto. I've you know them? them? Yeah? I've talked to them. Dev and Eli. Yeah. So uh, this is a fist harness, essentially. So a dildo. This is like a strap-on compatible harness, so a dildo would go in there. And essentially it's just putting a handle on any of the strap-on compatible dildos you already oh, happen to own or you want to buy. That would actually be pretty... So that might be good for this hand. Yeah. Because all you have to do is that, and you have a dildo, and a person can just... <laughs> fuck themselves with it. I mean, actually, yeah. Do you want to try? So if you are... Yeah. But see, even mm -hmm. with that, mm -hmm. like we're trying to get it... Like, so... The, a fist harness. If you're listening, what is that? It's a little tiny little harness that you put around your fist. If you can make a fist. Okay. Okay. So the, Ish. Dild Ish. the dildo would go in this here. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, yeah. I think also the pressure of somebody fucking themselves would keep it on your hand. <laughs> yeah. Cause, so, I mean, it, may, it might actually work. It might work. Okay, you got it now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the good thing about this, because I have because I'm have spasticity, I won't let go because you put it in my in this hand and this hand's always tight. Mm -hmm. So it's yours now. I yeah. I'm not, I mean I'll let go when I'm when I like take a breath. But if I was in a scene excited and there was adrenaline going, I was not there was I wouldn't let go of this. Yeah. 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 But again, I had to. That would would be difficult for you to put it on yourself. Yeah, right. It'd be really hard. There's no way I could. Yeah, because the, the same thing with that one flogger where you kind of had to put your fingers through yeah. a thing. Any kind of kink toy where you have to put anything through anything that requires like more finger motion is probably really hard. Yeah, cool. It's pretty though. Ain't it though? I use that one a lot. I love that one. And then um, here are a couple other fun ones. 
This is a strap-on compatible thigh harness. So it essentially goes on like that. So you can be sitting like I am and the dildo is sitting in there. That would be that would be great. And for, someone can go on for a little pony ride. Yeah. That would be great on your for lap. people who can't thrust. Yep. Who can't don't want to top but yeah, or water can't top, do the thrusting yeah, motion. Yeah. Yep. Because I can't do the thrusting motion. I mean, I can use my tongue a lot, uh-huh. which I'm quite good at, just in case any gentlemen want to know. But uh, yeah, I think that I think a strap like that would be really good for yeah, if you want to top and you can't do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And this one just sits kind of like a garter, essentially, over your thigh. So if you're sitting down, um, it's perfect for. Sitting down. Yeah, so if you're a wheelchair user or or like... But a bit, again, getting this off and on, the wheelchair user would require somebody to be fairly mobile with their hands. So basically what we're learning today is even even the kinkiest toys aren't completely completely accessible. accessible. And I I mean, to that point too, like no toy anywhere, even the toys that I'm creating are not going to be 100% accessible to everyone. But we do need to have these conversations more, especially in kink spaces, because a lot of kinksters have disabilities sure. and chronic illnesses, and we need to start bringing in how do the tools we use to enjoy kink conflate with disability, and how to, or not conflate, but work within the disability community. Definitely, yeah, because yeah, some of the ones I specifically th- brought with intention that I was hoping you could use. It would still, like, say if you could use it, you yeah. would still need help putting it on or getting yeah. it on. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole, there's a whole process. So either way, you would need someone that had full mobility, like, of their hands and fingers, say. So it's like, I would have to be part of a dom and sub team, almost. Which can happen. <laughs> Let's plan a duo sometime. We should have, yes. a, we should have a discussion. Anybody want to have a duo right with me and Lady Pym? <laughs> I'll be in the corner giggling and she'll do all the work, but all will be... <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Master Wolfgang, are you listening? <laughs> we do have a male dom at the ritual chamber, you realize. Well, my number is six person. No. <laughs> and then, okay. I've brought some, also by Unicorn Collaborators, a type of handcuff. So this one can be a cute little bracelet. Yep. However, if you want to use it for cuffs, oh. that it converts into cuffs. That's more accessible than like actual cuffs. Um, I wish I could have brought some actual cuffs because there are some like if you get like a pair of leather or like leather um, imitation cuffs that are just with Velcro. Yeah. I feel like that would be the most. Let me try cuffing, being cuffed. Because this is another thing, though, where you've got to, with these particular ones, where you would have to put your hands through it. Mm. So I feel like that would be... Let me try. Let's get one hand. Uh-huh. Can we get your and other then... hand in there? Might be... Yeah, so you might... Oh, Andrew! It's, it's t- it is... It takes a minute. Again, I needed to. Yeah. If one partner has so, more dexterity. And look, because I can snap you in there. And now you're mine. I'm cuffed right now. This is. Like, <laughs> my. Again, my my kinky heart <laughs> is. This is great. 
I'm I'm collared and I'm cuffed right now. Collared and cuffed. <laughs> Taking a picture. Doing it for the gram. Hey. Now, are you comfortable like that? Should I just leave it? Like it's that? actually not uncomfortable. Okay. Um, but, but yeah. It's a, yeah, it's hard, difficult to get in, in and out of. So let's go back through. First, I'll get you out of the cuffs. It's all right. I love how when you do the dumb voice, your voice just goes low. Uh, yeah, that voice right there. Uh, Sounds good. Maybe we're stuck in here forever. Okay. There we go. We got it. There we got we it. Go. Oh, thank God. We got it. We got it. We got this. Great. And that's everything. That's everything I brought. Amazing. Thank you. So what we learned is that a lot of the toys that we brought today can work for some disabilities and are good for things like sensory stuff for others, but also they need to be, and again, we're only using my disability as the baseline, Mm -hmm. which isn't representative of every disability in the world, but... It needs to be, they need to be a lot more, just everything needs to be bigger. Bigger. More space. Yeah. Like, wider. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, the only, again, the only two that I would think could be really used is the paddle and the flogger. Yeah. For me. For you to top. For me to, yeah, for me to be a sub, any of these are, any of these could be used on me if I was subbing and I had an able-bodied um, dom yeah. working with me, yeah. then I could totally do this. But, and I also think that a lesser disabled um, dom could could, could use them with different, use who had different abilities than I do, yeah. could definitely um, use them. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, the issue is fine. Yeah, as you're saying, needs to be bigger and whatnot because it's the fine motor skills thing. Yeah. If you have to deal with finicky little dials straps and, and straps, and, yeah. and yeah, then... When it comes to, like, price points for all this stuff, just because also a lot of disabled people... A lot of disabled people who are into kink are also on limited income. For sure. What, for, like, let's say for the, for the, the paddle and the flogger, what is the cost... I mean, there are lots of price points for paddles. This particular paddle is expensive because it's like a artisanal. It's, really pretty. it's a pretty paddle by a local artisan. So this one is expensive. I think the retail of that one is 140. But you can get a little paddle, and paddles are made from all different materials as well. Um, so you can get a little paddle for 20 bucks. Go over to your sex store in the neighborhood you know we have a lot of fun little independent yeah. sex shops here in Toronto like go over to good for her go over to come as you are uh, you know and and pick up something for like 20 bucks you yeah, could okay. it the, the price is pretty accessible for most of these items there is a uh, low price point like an intro price to each of these tools so they can be hundreds of dollars or they can be 20 30 bucks okay yeah. um, my next question is in kink from what I've just showed you and what we just talked about, how do you think the DOM community, the DOM sub community can be more accessible to the disabled community as a whole? Um, I think just open conversation about, um, about sex and disability, about kink and disability can always be helpful to, um, you know, try to get stigma out of there. Um, you know, dungeons can specifically say that they're 
open and available and interested in having disabled clients. Um, accessible spaces are a huge thing that obviously a lot of a lot of spaces are not you can't even get in the room so right. how are we supposed to do a scene I keep together because you're so engaging whenever you, every time you talk i'm like i have to it's 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 a podcast i have to say yes so i keep nodding my head because you're listening to me but i'm like i have to say yes because people are listening so yes you're right yes 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 like for yeah for instance like I couldn't see you at a ritual chamber because there's stairs in the front. So, right. yeah, so I can see folks that can get upstairs, but I can't see people that are in chairs, which is unfortunate. It is. Because yeah. people in chairs are kinky, kinky fuckers. Like, shit. Um, <laughs> this was great. This was really... Did, did this bring to mind any questions for you about kink and disability? Stuff that you, when you were doing this, that you wanted me to answer is like the resident disabled person in the room? Yeah, um, let me think for a second. Um, how can we as professionals, because I know you do see some professional sex workers, how can we do better talk to, about, to welcome you and to work with you? Talk about price points <laughs> that take into account things like Oh, like a sliding scale we could offer yeah. for disabled clients, yeah. for example? Talk about, like, if you're going to be with a client and um, and they need 20 minutes to get ready, to get a sling on, to get, like, stuff on that isn't necessarily a sex sling, just, like, a sling to get in bed or whatever to do the scene, maybe talk about a discount for that, or, like, or, like if you have an hourly rate, and they need 90 minutes, maybe charge them the hourly rate for the 90 minutes based on what their needs are. Obviously, like, don't undercut yourself, but talk to them about what that means for them so that they can, you can get paid and do your job, but also you, it can be fair for both parties. That's a really great point, too, that a disabled client might need an extended session just to be able to, you know, get in the space, get in the bed, get on the spanking bench. Like that's all gonna eat up time. So And especially if you're if it's a, if it's our first time together, I want more time. Like if I'm working with a new sex worker and I've not worked with them before, I'm like I'm gonna book two hours because I need that time yeah. to see where you where you're comfortable and if I'm comfortable with you doing the things I need you to do. Now, the two that I work with, I work with them for like one almost a year and one over two. Right. So like they come so and yeah, 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 it's like we're friends, it's something we do. We we know what we know what our dynamic is. But talking about price points, talking about accessibility, talking about what does or doesn't feel good uh, with the client, and letting them letting them take charge. Also, and I've said before, um, you know, talk to them about your boundaries because sometimes disabled clients, not every single one, but in my case, when I started working with sex workers, I fell in love with the idea of being with this person because it was like oh, a person that I get to see on a regular basis who's making me come great yeah. and I had to like remind myself oh yeah uh, it's a working relationship yeah you're friendly and yes we will talk through the week and say hey how are you how's your life hope things are well but a constant reminder of we're working now yeah of your yeah emotional boundaries yeah. setting emotional boundaries yeah. yeah for sure yeah um this was really fun I agree this is awesome. this is so fun um is there anything else you want to share with us um I don't think so. Um, other than, you know, just once again, putting it out there, I'm super open to seeing disabled clients. I work with a lot of disabled folks. They're amazing and awesome and sexy. And please book me more. 
<laughs> Please. Yeah. Book. Lady Pym, not Aaron Pym. Lady Pym. I'm also gonna put the because before I hit record this time, we didn't at the beginning of this episode. I said to Aaron, "Okay, what's your name? Cool, Lady Pym. I'm gonna call you that right now." And within five seconds, I was like, "Hello, Aaron Pym." I was like, "Oh fuck, I I fucked that up." So you're gonna hear that now because it's hilarious. Uh, but Lady Pym, how do we get a hold of you? <laughs> how do we get a hold of you on the socials? Um, my socials are both on Instagram and Twitter at the Lady Pym One. I'm a lot more active on Twitter. And um, my booking link is at theritualchamber.ca. Um, you can see like all the other doms there. You can see our facility. You can see all the rates, all of the services we offer all there on the website. And you can book right there through the website as well. Amazing. Yeah. Lady Pim slash Aaron Pim, my friend. This was great. Thank you for bringing, sec- bringing kink toys for us to test about accessibility. It was so fun. Such an amazing episode. It was us just giggling for an hour, but I loved it so much. Uh, all right, Aaron Pim, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks. All right, friends, that's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza, and thank you so much for listening and helping the show go. I really appreciate that you all listen and that you come back every week, and I love doing it, and I love shining a bright light on these topics, so thank you. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgerza.com where you'll find my writings, some cool videos I've been in, and you'll see where I've been talking, where I've been doing talks, and if you want to hire me to talk, you can do so there as well. If you want to follow me on the social media, you can put in all my handles on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at TheAndrewGerza. If you want to follow the podcast specifically, you can follow us on Twitter at DisAftDarkPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisabilityAfterDark. This show is a completely independent production. I literally record the show here in my bedroom in Toronto, and that's awesome. So if you want to support this fully independent program, you can head over to Patreon.com slash Disability After Dark, and you can pledge $1 a month to get the show early and get really cool perks like that. And I, I will give you a shout out on the air and thank you for your support. It would be super awesome if you could also leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast so that this show all about sexuality and disability, something we don't talk about enough, can get more traction and more people can hear about the show. Lastly, if you want to be a part of Disability After Dark, you can submit your suggestions, story ideas, or your minisodes to our email inbox, disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time right here on the program Shining a Bright Light on Sex and Disability, Disability After Dark. New episodes of Disability After Dark will be available every Thursday on your favorite podcast app. Also available to Patreon subscribers one day early on every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations with music by Chris Ujiuchi. 
any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2019.